0: Our main speaker tonight is Heidi. Hi. Hi there, can everyone hear me? Okay, I have myself hidden from myself, (laughs) Um, which is ironic for an alcoholic to be hiding from themselves. But um, hi everybody, I'm glad you can hear me and see me. Um, I'm an alcoholic, my name is Heidi. Um, I'm so grateful to be here and um, thank you Rich for asking me to speak. the Atlantic group was my home group for many, many years, I think about 15 years, and um, maybe, yeah, about 15 years, and um, I found this group when I had about, um, I was coming up on 10 years sober, and I was at one of those, like, really hard growth places that you get to reach if you (laughs) keep staying sober, you know, (laughs) you just keep finding out that, like, oh, wow, there's more more places that I need to grow. And, um, and I'm so grateful that over the years, you know, AA has continued to, um, show me new ways, um, in which I can grow, um, happy anniversary to everyone. Um, you know, it's funny anniversary night. I always, I just love anniversary night, but I all, and I also feel like every day is an anniversary, you know, every day is such, um, you know, it's such a, you hear it, you know, but every day really is a miracle. Um, you know, the other night I was on a Zoom birthday party for someone in this program. who was turning 65 and I was like, oh, my God, you're 65. That's crazy. Um, I, um, I got sober September 3rd, 1990, um, and I was 16, so I, I am 46 now. I just celebrated 30 years in, um, in September, um, which is really a miracle. And, and I feel like, um, I, I don't know, I'm still like, wow, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I'm still waking up to the fact that, that I'm here and, um, that this life actually exists. Um, I was not you know, I don't know what I was planning for. Um, I wasn't really planning for a lot except for like how to feel better and how to, um, do a lot of dramatic stuff. Um, when I was, you know, how to get more alcohol, um, how to cause trouble, how to get attention, you know, how to have fun and how to connect, you know, how to get that guy to notice me. Um, that was always my big thing. Um, you know, and, um, and it's just so weird now I have, um, I have eight year old twins and, um, I have a husband and we live in New Jersey and, um, like I provide meals for them and we talk about our feelings and my kids are able to act out, you know, and they have the space that they can do that and they can, I can play with them. And, um, you know, these are all things that, um, you know, I, I sometimes reflect on like, wow, I, I, I don't re- recall, like I was just, I was so, wor- I was very worried as as, as a kid. And um, I mean, I did, I grew up in a lot of, you know, dysfunction, whatever that means, you know, it was my family's brand of dysfunction. And so of course it was the most awful, but you know, I guess every family has, their own whatever, but, um, you know, there were definitely some abnormal free-spirited aspects of my family. There was a lot, now I say free-spirited. I used to say, you know, I had so much alcoholism growing up and I did, you know, but um, but now I just say like I had two very free-spirited parents and, um, and so people kind of get this idea that we were just like hippies running the country, but really it was like, you know, my mom's illness was progressing. And so we moved a lot and, um, you know, but I didn't know the difference. Um, you know, I saw a lot, um, growing up, I saw a lot of things I shouldn't have seen. Um, but you know, I remember from the very beginning, that feeling of anxious apartness, you know, that feeling of, um, how do I like, how do I get in there? How do I, <laughs> Not feel awkward, how do i how do I feel better? How do I look like I feel like I fit in when I really don't? I don't fit in, I don't know, you know, and um it's like I remember like trying to play a team sport, basketball, you know, and um, I was like, you know, oh sorry, like I bumped into somebody when you're we supposed to be getting the rebound, and I was just even at eight years old, I just i mean even earlier i wa- I was so desperate for approval and for love that you know bumping into somebody to get a basketball I was like oh my god you know I'm I'm they hate me you know and then my so I remember pulling my sock up because I had matching socks and um you know and then uh, what happened for me was um I just want to say like welcome to anybody who's new and um you know, it's, it's amazing. This group is so diverse. And, um, when I got, so I got sober on the West coast in Washington state and, um, you know, there were no young people. Like I was the young person, <laughs> you know, which was actually great. Like, cause I love attention. So I was special, you know, I was like the one person in the group and like, you know, um, everybody would say to me like, God, it's such a miracle that you're sober. And, No, people still say that, but I, you know, and nowadays, like I always say, like, it's a miracle that you're sober. Like, (laughs) yes, it is a miracle. I'm sober. And you too, like, you know, if you came in at 35, if you came in at 25, like, you know, God tapped you out, like God tapped me out. And that's, that's the only way I can explain going from like an out of control, really crazy, desperate for attention kid to like where I am today, where, um, You know, I have a little bit more restraint. I'm able to string days together, you know, and and then it adds racks up to years of not taking a drink. And, you know, I know I'm bouncing up around a little bit, but I remember in the beginning when I first got sober hearing, you know, learning about Bill's story and and how he had this white light experience. And, you know, I had that, that like grandiose newcomer thinking that like, Bill, you know, he talks about tumbling on his knees, you know, tumbling out of bed on his knees. Who are you to say there is no God? And like, you know, suddenly, you know, he saw, he felt, he believed, you know? (laughs) And I remember feeling like, oh my God, like it, it looks, sounds like the alcoholism was just plucked out of him. And then he never had a problem after that, you know? And like, no, that's not what happened. Like Bill stayed sober for the rest of his life and he he had issues, you know. He went through depression. He went through, you know, marriage stuff, money stuff, you know. He had to keep growing, you know, and um but what I what I'm getting at is that I was thinking about that maybe like 10 years ago and I realized like wait a minute, I have had a, my own white light experience and my white light experience though it wasn't this like quick dramatic i mean bills wasn't even this quick dramatic thing but my white light experience was that i'm one year old girl who could not stop drinking and who could not stop doing uh-oh am i freezing oh shoot did i freeze am i okay you're good somebody give me. i'm good okay thank you um thanks but um you know i went from just being this you know I was thinking about it today and, um, people really loved me, you know, like I was very lovable cause I was, you know, affectionate and I wanted to connect, you know, but oftentimes I was that girl that just, you know, I reached that point where people didn't know how to help me, you know, <laughs> and, um, around this time, I always think of my high school guidance counselor who pulled me down and. To his office and he was like, Heidi, what's wrong? Because I just, I couldn't get to, cl- I couldn't get to school in the morning. And it was funny. My dad was a teacher at my, would, you know, constantly make things up for me. And then, you know, I would tell them that I had the 24 hour flu or something when really I was like puking my guts up from having drank so much the night before. But, um, you know, I remember him saying to me, Heidi, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I remember saying like, it's just so dark. So, and he said, look, if you can just hang in there until December 21st, it's going to get lighter and lighter every day. And, you know, that was the best he had to offer me as, as a young alcoholic. He didn't say, you know, there's a, there's a program for girls like you. There's, we have some pamphlets in the office. We have, you know, there's a big book and, um, you know, that's okay that it didn't happen at that point because I may have not been ready, but that was what I, at that moment I remember thinking like, okay, December 21st, and then everything's going to turn around, you know, and of course, you know, December, it didn't, I forgot about it the next day, you know, and, and going to do, and then, you know, had the rest of that year and this whole summer of just, spiraling out like you know writing I would love to write in my journal I love to to get drunk and write in my journal and write poetry and read poetry I would stay up all night like make make my poor friends you know we were just you know they were like crushes on and that seemed really glamorous to me and um anyway um you know, what happened for me is my mom had, when I was 11, my mom had gotten sober. And um, she, well, she went to, she went, she got sober for the first time and she went to um, a rehab. And then we went to family counseling, which was, um, it was a great way to really wreck my drinking. Um, and a week, they give you all this information and all these. I learned in the big book and, and, and I learned through my own experience that i can't stay sober on self-knowledge i can't change in this program on self-knowledge i i have had issues and i have outside issues in this program and i you know i've been in AA a long time i work the steps i know the big book i understand these things i understand them on a psychological level you know um on a spiritual level i know you know i know it's the spirit you know blah 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 but that doesn't help me, you know I know that I know that I come from a you know a, a line of alcoholism and so blah blah blah, but that doesn't really help me until until I can admit these admit these things to myself, you know and um it's just you know it's funny, like I remember I was reading the eighth step um a while ago and and I heard this thing you know it admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being. Oh no, that's, oh my God, that's step five. Um, but I was thinking like, I love, I will definitely admit to you because if I admit something to you and if I admit something bad to you, you will probably say, oh, don't be so hard on yourself or like God loves you and, and maybe give me lots of reassurance. And so I'm fine. I will admit anything. I'm definitely like in the oversharing camp. I'll admit it to God. I will definitely fall on my knees, God. Please help me. I love you, God. You know, um that's fine, but to really admit something to myself, um that has been, you know, I've heard this over the years like I just got to tell on myself. And I I I always say like don't tell on yourself to me, tell on yourself to yourself, you know. And and that kind of for me um you know, it's really not up to anybody else to green light my behavior you know and um I found that in in getting sober so just to speed it up because I'm probably you know I I don't want to run out of time like I always do because um, <laughs> I get chatty um and I you know you always worry like did I spend enough time in my drinking do people understand that you know I have you know Physical allergy coupled with a mental obsession, <laughs> and like it's just this crazy gerbil cage, and like I can't stop. And you know, um, just one, one thing that was that was told to me when I first got sober that really helped me is that if you, you know, to my first sponsor was seventy three years old. Okay, so I was seventeen. She, or I was sixteen. She was seventy three. She'd gotten sober when she was sixty three. I got sober when I was sixteen. And you know, on the face of it, it looks like we have nothing in common, except we both liked a lot of crazy jewelry, we both liked to laugh, and we both liked bright lipstick okay and um but she she taught me about the disease of alcoholism, and by her taking me through the big book, you know. She th- always said, "Identify with the feelings. Identify with the feelings." And um, you know, this woman had gone through shock treatments. She had moved to this little—I moved to this little logging town to get sober, and she came up there to die because mm. she was just like, "Well, there's a military base up here. I can get my my Alanon husband to get me, you know, as much alcohol as I want off the base." And and I moved up to this little logging town to to try to you know try to you know quit. Quit drinking and become a good girl again. And I really thought it was gonna be that simple. And um but she used to always say, identify with the feelings and you know, not the way you drank. And um and like I said, everybody in my home group was, you know, like you know, a senior citizen. Well, they were probably like as old as I am now, which is forty six, which I can't believe it. I'm I'm like now I'm like, I'm pushing fifty. Amazing. And um uh, but uh You know, she also told me that step one was simply like, do I think I'm an alcoholic? And step two is, do I think AA can work for me? And step three is, am I gonna do AA or not? She used to throw in a few choice expletives with it, but you know, Annette took me through the big book and and I'm so grateful, you know, I, I stumbled into this big book study when I was about nine months sober and my life was falling apart. Um, I mean, I didn't really have a life. I was trying to get to high school. So, you know, and I had one of my classes was the drug and alcohol support group, Um, (laughs) which was, you know, which was fine, I guess. And I was in therapy and I couldn't figure out, you know, why I didn't feel better. And no one one told me, and I don't know if it was because I was young or what, but no one said, do you have a sponsor? Have you worked the steps? Are you working the steps? I mean, we had a big book. I had a big book, but I remember this. You know, the people I went to meetings with, God bless them, they were awesome. But I think that, um, you know, I'm really grateful that when I finally, at nine months, found a group, nobody dumbed down AA for me. Nobody said, oh, you know what? You're a kid. We're going to give you the youth version of AA, and we're going to change the language so that you understand it. Um, are we going to change the way and and actually like i know that was one of the motions on the um the gso agenda is to possibly change some of the wording and create documents where you know it could be in more plain language but i could i didn't need plain language and i didn't need a different version of how to work the steps i just needed to work the steps because i have that deep spiritual malady inside i'm just gonna check okay am I okay on time? What do I have like 10 minutes, five minutes, seven minutes? Okay. No one's going to tell me that's okay. Um, I'll just keep talking. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I did, I've done a lot. I mean, so I got, I got sober and, um, another thing that happened is, um, I was very close, closely entangled with, um, with my, I had a boyfriend when I got sober and he was, I think he, I I don't know if he was an alcoholic, but, um, gosh, I have six minutes, but, um, he ended up dying. Um, when I was about seven years sober in a drunk driving accident and, um, you know, um, getting sober. So getting sober, I did everything and anything that these elderly people told me to do. And they were, you know, these people, my age told me to do, you know, at one point, I remember they gave me the key um, to, you know, the church. They let me open it up and make the coffee. And, you know, I have to say, I didn't, I didn't grow, I didn't grow up in AI with all this like socializing and like. Um, so it it took me, I think, like maybe fifteen years to learn how to like socialize outside of like. So how's it going with your sponsor? Or, like, what did you think about the meeting? Like, and and that's okay that's that's for me like i didn't there was no like young people's meetings or the, if there was a dance it was like you know at the elk's club or like you know the the masonic temple and i was in charge of you know babys the babysitting upstairs or you know um all that all this service like it it does me so much good because it gets me out of myself and it it's taught me to talk to people you know, I mean, if anyone here, I don't know if any of you ever feel awkward, but, you know, I still feel awkward and it's okay. And that's, I remember one time being at the AG beginners meeting and, and somebody was asking about like how to feel more comfortable. And, and I remember answering this question. I was like, you know, one of my favorite tools is just be willing to be awkward, you know, and, and like, you know, you get the coffee commitment and then, while you're making coffee with like Jim and Bob, you say, so, uh, where do you live? And like, how was your day? And you just say these like kind of silly mechanical questions, but those are all the things that I, for one, you know, I was just so, so scared to do sober, you know, um, in an authentic, in a real way, in an authentic way. Um, You know, I want to get to what it's like now. I mean, what has happened over the years? It's been, you know, all these years of life, you know, um, gone to college. I was engaged. I got unengaged. You know, the guy drank. He was in AA, and and he drank again, and I had nothing. I was in New York City. I had no apartment. You know, I slept on Stephanie P's couch. Um, I subletted. You know, I... I remember watching him drive away in a U-Haul with all of our stuff, you know, and he was, took it to a storage locker in Yonkers, you know, because we, it was less expensive and, um, watching him drive away and I took my little knapsack and I walked up to Fireside to the meeting Fireside at the West Side Y. And I sat down next to a friend who was in this group and she said, she looked at me and she said, you're such a winner. And at that moment I had nothing, you know, and, um, just my little backpack. And, um, you know, and then from there I found my own little apartment and I had my own apartment and I waitressed and, um, never say that a waitressing job is a sober job. Any job is a good job, you know? And, um, and that, you know, kept me, you know, that the my job kept me, you know, for a long time, able to, you know, pay rent and buy food and it, It allowed me also a lot of flexibility to be very active in AA. You know, um, I met my husband. It was a blind date. Um, You know, a sponsee of mine set us up. And, um, and, you know, I said no at first to the date because I felt like it wasn't appropriate. It's outside of the traditions. And then, thank God, I have Ava. And I just want to give a shout out to Ava. Ava's been my sponsor for 20 years now. Ava has been my sponsor for 20 years. That's crazy. Who has a relationship with anyone for 20 years? And like, that's that's another, I'm so grateful to her for like, just not giving up on me. And I'm so grateful that AA has taught me to work through every single time. Like I always say, like, I thought that she, would often think that she hated me for because i'm so needy like if she's not sitting there going i love you so much you're the best fancy you're the best you're the best i love you you know like that was the best talk in the universe then i i think i i what i hear is i hate you you suck i wish you wouldn't call me you have a horrible program and you know what's great is that like what i've learned over i remember talking through this with her one time she said no if you were really off track I would tell you and so I always think like well if if she's not saying that to me it's her fault because she said that she would you know and I trust her I trust that she's honest enough but um so I have twins um twin eight-year-olds and that's a miracle like I have to say thank you to everyone in this group because you know you guys all helped me um you prayed me to get pregnant, you prayed me to have those babies, you know, and um and just, you know, one last thing, I, my my mom, you know, I lost both my parents in the last, you know, the last 7 years and um and and uh I had to sell a family property and I and then, you know, and then I'm also in graduate school finally. Um, as of a couple months ago. And, and I'm also like, you guys, I'm also facing some really hard things right now that I have not wanted to face within myself. And I'm looking at my own resistance, you know, and my own pride about continuing to grow. Um, And, you know, does that mean that I don't have a good program, or it means that I'm I'm here and I'm willing to stay here and to keep growing and to experience like all these great things. Like I have kids and a husband and we have a house and then there's all these really hard things, you know, too. But they're not hard because I have you, you know, and I know I'm gonna shut up and I love you. And thank you so much. Happy birthday, everybody. Thanks.